Welcome to the King's Anywhere podcast, inspirational teaching, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're ready. Hey, my name is Abby, and it's great to be with you guys today. I'm a missionary sent out by King's Church with my husband, Manu, and we live in Madrid in Spain, and we're seeing God do some amazing things here. And if you want to hear more about what we, what we do, you can sign up for our email updates at um, madrid at kaleo international, that's K-A-L-E-O international dot org. Um, and we'd love to hear from you and be able to share some testimonies and encourage you guys with what God's doing here. I just want to take a moment to pray before we get into this message today. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to have your way. We really open our hearts and surrender to you and say, your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We really just want to surrender ourselves today that you will teach us how to go deeper in you. God, just come and speak to us. We pray for your truth and your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. So I think the last time I was with you guys in Warrington was in 2019, which sounds crazy. Um, And it was in October, I think, and I was at one of the leaders' days in KCC. And I remember being stood at the front and having a vision. And in this vision, there was an earthquake that moved across the whole of the UK. And as as the earthquake shook, the ground began to break. And I felt like God was saying that now is the time for roots to go deeper. And as I was praying about what to speak to you guys about today, I was reminded of that vision. Um, And I felt like God was saying that this earthquake, this shaking, the ground opening up, that's the season we're in right now. And our responsibility with that vision is to go after our roots going deeper in him. And I think prophetic words very often or always (laughs) come with a responsibility. Sometimes we receive prophetic words and we just think, I'll put that on the shelf. and, And when it happens, I'll be like, oh, yay, that happened. and I knew it was going to. But actually, prophetic words are more like a guiding arrow where we're supposed to pray into them and look for opportunities and actively go after seeing these words from God become a reality in our lives. And so I feel like this word for the season comes with a responsibility for us. To, to go deeper with God, to, to push our roots, to stretch out, to go deeper with him. Um, but I want to look a little bit at, at what that means. Because, yeah, the Bible talks, there's a lot of different images of many different things. But trees is one of the things that, that the Bible uses as an image quite a lot. God, uh, Jesus talks about bearing fruit. Um, the Psalms talks about a tree planted by water. Ephesians talks about a river running from the temple where trees that bear fruit will, will grow at either side. But the verse I think that gives us a great example for today is um, Ephesians 3 talks about how we should be rooted and established in love. That's Ephesians 3.17. And so if we're rooted and established in love, that means that we are Our roots are so deep in God that we are strengthened by him, that we are established, that our strength comes from being so solid, having roots so deep in him, that as our roots go deeper, we are stronger, we can stand firmer, that our faith um, can be seen and shine brighter, that we we have more capability to reach the promises that God has for us. Um, And... A great example of this, probably the person in the Bible that was known for having a heart after God, for knowing God and just really desiring to be with him, is David. And I think his life is a great example for us of what 
what being rooted and established in love can, can look like. David spent hours in the presence of God. He was eagerly seeking God's presence. He just wanted to know more of him. He wanted to go deeper than him. He, there are so many amazing examples of this in David's life. But this one example I want to look at today is um, when David has a revelation to build a temple for God. Up until this point, God's presence had only ever rested over the Ark of the Covenant or inside of a tent. People were actually scared of the presence of God because it was so powerful um, and so amazing. And David has this idea of God, you deserve a dwelling place. You deserve a place to live. Now for us, that doesn't sound that strange because we're used to cathedrals, church buildings, huge structures where, you know, where we go to be with God. But for David, this was revolutionary thinking. There, no one had ever suggested, let's build an actual structure, a building for the presence of God to be inside of. Now David didn't get to build that temple. But when he shared that idea with God, I can just imagine how God smiled at him, that his heart was just so amazed. And he's like, do you know how you know that, David? You know that because you know my heart. And I think there is a direct connection with how much we get to know God and how much our thinking can reflect his. And so I feel like this deeper roots that God is leading us into is being more connected with him so that our thinking can be transformed so that we can start to think like citizens of heaven so that we can really start to see the world from a perspective of being children of God. And this is a real biblical principle that we see in many places in the Bible. If we look at Romans 12 verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. You will be able to test and approve what God's will is. How do you know what God's will is? Because you know God. When you know his heart, when you know his character, when you know the truth of who he is, you will be able to see what his will is in certain situations, in your own lives and in the world around you. And so when we have deep roots in him, it's a picture of connection and intimacy that then transforms our thinking. And we see this again in Matthew 16 when Jesus is with the disciples. Um, he's, Jesus says, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my father in heaven. He, the father in heaven revealed the secrets to Simon. He showed him a truth. He was the first person around Jesus to realize is the son of God. Just like David did with the temple, Simon, Peter, started to think from a heavenly perspective and see things that haven't yet been spoken. And I think there's also an, an opposite side to this shown to us in the Bible. After Jesus died, um, he came back to life, <laughs> resurrected. We're going to celebrate Easter soon. Um, he, he, he was resurrected by the power of God. And then he came and showed himself to the disciples. But Thomas wasn't there. And he said to the other disciples, told Thomas what had happened. We were sat in this room. Jesus walked in 
and he showed us his wounds. He's alive. It's real. He's been resurrected. This is the gospel. This is the truth. And Thomas says, until I see the wounds in his hand, until I touch them for myself, until I put my fingers in those wounds, I don't believe it. And so Jesus appears again to Thomas and allows Thomas to put his hands in the wounds and see for himself that he is alive, that, that he has been resurrected, that the gospel has, has been brought to earth. But Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's John 20 verse 19. And I think there's something about having a revelation of faith direct from the heart of God. And even though we can't see that truth yet, we start to think like God and align our thinking in faith for the transformation of the promises that God has for us in our lives. And for a freedom, for the building of new things, for the revelation of the kingdom of God here on earth. To be able to see those things, we need to be rooted and connected with God so that his ideas can flow through our thinking. So going back to that original vision that I had in October when I was with you guys of roots going deeper, I felt that God reminded me of that when I was praying about what to share today. And then I also felt like he took it one step further. I saw roots for people that were trying to go deeper, but they weren't able to because there were pebbles, small stones in the way that were blocking the roots from, from reaching further into the soil or into the heart of God in this Im image. And I asked God what those pebbles were, and I felt like he said that their ways of thinking, thought patterns, I've only got the Spanish words, um, mentalities, I think is an English word, <laughs> where we only see from one certain perspective and we haven't realised that the kingdom of God wants to break in and change that thinking, bring freedom. It wants to transform patterns of thinking that we don't even realise aren't heavenly. Some things that do not align with God, God's will in our lives have become so normal to us that we've adopted them as our own. We've, it's, we've allowed it to become part of who we say we are. And I really believe that God wants to start to highlight those things for us today. What is part of who we think we are or our way of thinking or our way of living that God actually wants to remove from our lives today? Certain patterns of thinking, ways of seeing ourselves or the world. And I really believe that this message is relevant for, for new believers, but also people who've been following Jesus for years. We never stop discovering more of him. We never stop being transformed. God is so infinite that one of the exciting things about the journey is that there's always more of him to be discovered. And so I want to encourage you that maybe this is, is challenging to hear, but I want you to, I want us to humble ourselves before God this morning and just say, if that's me, if there's something in my heart, something in my thinking that is stopping me from receiving more of you, I want to give that to you today. It's a position I want to live in. If there's anything ever anything in my life that stops me receiving more of God, wow, once you taste and see how surrender brings transformation, how giving something up to allow more space from God is the most incredible experience, you never want to hold anything back ever again. <laughs> and so my prayer for us today is that God will begin to highlight what are these pebbles, what are these stones that are getting in the way of our roots going deeper. Anything that does not align with the will of God in our lives, he has the power to change. And I, I felt like some of us are in a situation where things that don't align with God's will have just become so normal in our lives that we've actually adopted them as our own. 
And I feel like God wants to start to highlight to us this morning, what are the things, what are the stones that he wants to take out of the way so that we can experience more freedom, more love, more of his joy and deeper encounters with him. And these might be things that we don't even expect. For example, um, if you struggle with things like jealousy or anger or loneliness and God's plan for your life is freedom from those things. And so when we start to understand and believe that, okay, I might struggle with this right now, but God wants to heal the situation in my heart. God wants to bring transformation as I connect deeper with him. And so our first step is starting to believe and identify what are the things that are not of God in our hearts and in our lives. Another example of this could be judgment with friends or meeting new people, people you've known for years. It could be, are you always looking and judging and trying to understand uh, motives or even looking from a position of pride on other people? And these can be challenging things to admit to ourselves, but one step to breaking out of these mindsets is humbling ourselves enough to be able to admit that there is an issue that we want to be freed from. Another example of this could be even shyness. God has called us to be bold. And the enemy tries to attack us sometimes with shame. With Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, one of the first things that happened when they disobeyed God was that they felt shame. Now the Holy Spirit sometimes brings Um, a godly conviction because we've done something wrong and we need to correct our actions. But shame is an attack on our identity. Shame is I'm not good enough, not the guilt of I've done something wrong and a conviction that I should change and correct that. Shame is me. I am a problem. And I think that is another way of thinking that God wants to release us from. You are enough. God created you to be bold, to step into the, to the dreams that he has for you. In fact, Paul even continuously is praying for the boldness of the Holy Spirit. And so I just pray that for you today. If, if this reservation, a shyness and intimidation is holding you back, I think that that is another pattern of thinking that God wants to break us free from today. One more example could be a feeling of, of self-hatred, self-doubt attacking yourself and actually sometimes we we can identify this in ourselves with the way that we're treating others judgment of others can be a sign that we're actually really critical of ourselves as well because how we treat ourselves is often reflected in how we treat others Um, and I really believe that God wants to move that out of the way so that as he loves us we can learn to really love ourselves because we are created in his image and not one of you was made with any mistake or imperfection And so I just want to encourage us to have hope and faith and God's perspective in situations in our lives. So whether you're struggling with, I just want to give one more example actually from my own life. When I was struggling with depression a few years ago, I remember having a conversation with someone and they said to me, depression is part of me. I am a depressive person. That's something that I am always going to struggle with. And I remember looking at them and in that moment having the the understanding, the realization that God didn't design me that way. And that meant that freedom was possible. And so I just want to encourage you that whatever you're struggling with it, whatever you're struggling with, whatever it is that's in your life that makes you feel restricted, tied back, or that you're not living in the full freedom of what God has for you, I want to challenge you to start believing that God can work in that area of your life. Okay, so if we really want to go after removing these pebbles, what is our game plan? How do we get there? And I think the first, the first step is positioning ourselves in humility. James says, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. And the New Living Translation version of that verse says, and he gives grace generously, as the scriptures say. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So favor and grace come to us when we humble ourselves. And so 
if we are willing to humble ourselves and say, God, I don't have all the answers. I don't always get it right, but I know you do. So I want to invite you to come and shine a light. Come and show me where these pebbles are. As we humble ourselves, God's favor and grace is bringing freedom and revelation to us. And that revelation is what we want to ask for. So from this position of humility, let's pray. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us, God, what are these things that you want to change? Where is it that you want to bring transformation and freedom? And I want to give you a little hint. Any of these things are going to be things that make you feel heavy, uncomfortable, restricted. They're going to be things that don't bring you joy, don't bring you freedom, that actually they make you feel maybe in competition with those around you, make you feel worse about yourself, make you inflict judgment on yourself or criticism. And all of those things that are the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit could be an indication of where God wants to set you free and bring transformation. So we humble ourselves and we ask for revelation. I think one of the best places to, if we don't hear anything from the Holy Spirit straight away, one of the best places to look for revelation is in the Bible. In Hebrews, it says that the word of God is like a, a double-edged sword. It will split through bone and and yeah, don't know the verse in my head, but you know what I mean? <laughs> the verse where it says that the Bible can cut through our, our souls. It can cut through so sharply and bring correction. And so that truth will set you free. And so I want to encourage you to start reading the New Testament, reading what, what God is teaching us, what Jesus is saying, and asking him to reveal to you where you can be more in line with, aligned with the word of God. Because if there's anything in you that feels challenged by the word of God that you read, as you read, that's a great place to start. And be aware of your own reactions as you're reading. Ask the Holy Spirit to highlight things to you. The truth will set you free and surrender is worth it. And once God has shown us where the areas are in our heart that need work, it's our job to step into freedom and transformation. Now that might mean an active, intentional changing of the way you think. Um, identifying the issue, bringing it to God, saying, okay, I want to be better at this. I'm going to use the example of gossip. God, I struggle with gossip. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to talk badly about those around me because that is not your kingdom. The Bible says that we should build each other up and I want to be a person that builds people up. Um, help me. <laughs> so you bring the, the issue to God. We surrender, we ask and we invite him into the situation for help. We believe that he is going to set us free and bring transformation. And then we have a part to play. In the example of gossip, if you want to start talking about someone else and your natural pattern would be to talk negatively about that person, you want to put a new thought pattern of freedom in place. What could that look like? In the gossip example, instead of talking, before you begin to talk about another person, you're going to say, three good things about that person. Even better would be to prophesy three things about that person. State three things that God sees in them. Three reasons why they are important. Three reasons why God loves them. And then start talking. Shift your perspective right from the beginning and be active about doing it. These things, if we've been thinking this way for years, don't necessarily break easily. We need to be active in setting a new normal, a new standard, so that we can have our roots deeper, fully established in the love of God.
So Jesus, I just pray that you will release transformation in our thinking over us today, that we will not be conformed to the pattern of this world, that we will be new thinkers, that we will be able to bring revelation of the kingdom of God onto this earth, ideas that have never been seen before, revelation and revolution in our relationships, in our friendships, in our church. God, we want to be a strengthened family. We want to be strong in you and free from any thought patterns that are not of heaven. So God, we pray that you will come with revelation, restoration, transformation. We want to live free in the fullness of what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. To find out more about King's Church Warrington, visit our website or find us on Facebook and Instagram.